0: Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time we have to come together. Father, I ask that you anoint the word that we're about to read this morning, that it touches someone's life today, that if there's anybody in this room that does not understand what you've given us, that you will come to us and show us what it is. Father, be with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Y'all be seated. Test one, two. There we are. Okay. Guys, you know how I've, a lot of times I'll come in here and I'll start preaching, and I'll go and I'll read the whole chapter to you, and we'll talk about that chapter. Well, this morning, God's message to me covers a multitude of chapters. I can't talk about everything that God's put in my heart in one book of the Bible. It's just not there. So... Y'all bear with me a little bit, okay? It's going to be a little bit different, but I think you're going to get something out of it this morning. First thing we're going to do is go to Romans. Romans chapter 1. Ooh, that got really loud, didn't it? Don't do that. Okay. (laughs) Romans chapter 1, and we'll go down to verse 20. down is out can you hear me now no (laughs) okay can you hear me chapter 1 verse 20 and I'm going to jump over to something else here in a minute but right now I want to read this to you for since the creation of the world his invisible attitude and clearly seen being understood by by things that are made, even his eternal power and, and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they know God, they do not glorify him as God, nor were faithful, but became fetal in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made of corruptible man and and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them to the uncleanness in the lust of their hearts, dishonored their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and whispered, It serves the creatures rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. He's talking to the Roman church. He's talking to us. He's talking to all of us. We, as a people of God, we understand Christ died on the cross for us. We understand that salvation comes from believing in Jesus Christ. But what have we corrupted that? What if we said it come from something else? Or it came from what we do. We do it all the time, guys. We turn back to us all the time, and we talk about what I've done. Where have I been? What do I believe? Where do I live? What do I do for God? It becomes about us and not about Him. All right. I'm hurting your toes this morning or making you feel bad like my shirt that I used to wear all the time says suck it up buttercup because I'm going to tell you the truth we can walk through the presence of God even though we know he exists are we really giving him his righteous spot in our lives do we give him the glory for what he does through us or do we take the glory away from him I'm going to be up front with you guys. I think most of the time we take God's glory from Him. We don't give Him the credit for what He deserves. Yes, God told me to be obedient. God told me to do this. God told me to do that. God told me to do this. But I did it. My strength got me through it. My zeal got me up and got me going. I walked through this life on my power. Let me tell you something folks and you may not like this and you may not understand it but without God you got nothing. You can't be good enough to go to heaven. You can't be good enough to lace Jesus' sandals. It's through Christ Jesus that gives us strength that we can do anything. I want you to hear me on that. We have to have Christ in our life. Now, yeah, yeah, Preacher gonna preach on salvation again. You darn tootin' I am. Because without salvation, you ain't got nothing. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you cannot. That Bible does not apply to you. The words in that book do not apply to people that don't know Jesus. I'm sorry. If I hurt your feelings, there's one thing you can do. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my life right now. I receive you as my Lord and Savior right now. Do that right now. The rest of this message is for you. You don't do it, sit there and enjoy the show. Enjoy the laughs. Enjoy the the stuff going on. But be prepared to die and go to hell. Oh, preacher done told him they're going to hell. Oh, boy. It's not me telling you that, folks. I don't write the rules. I didn't write the book. God did. God wrote the rules, and even as they not like to return God in their knowledge, but gave over to a debased mind, what is a debased mind, what does that mean, I know about God, I know God is real, but I think there's something else out there, I think I could do something else other than accept Christ. I think I can, I think I could probably go out there and be really good to people. I can go out there and help the widows, and I can help the orphans, and I can support motorcycle ministries all over the world. I can I can give to God all I have. And I'm gonna be okay. Tell you something, you give everything you got to God to people. You give everything you got that God gave you, everything that you have in this world. But without a relationship with Christ, you're going to hell. You're still going to hell. Jesus said, there will be many that stand before me on the day of judgment and tell me of all the greatness they did. Uh-huh. Oh, I was so good, God. I prayed for the sick. I'll help the homeless. I helped these people. I fed the hungry. I put clothes on the people that needed clothes. I gave people coats. I even gave a man the shirt off my own back. I prayed for people to be healed, to get well through your power. I did all this. I did all this. And he's going to look you in that eye. And he's going to look you in your face. And he's going to say, depart from me, for I know you not. And you're going to go, all that was a lie? No, it wasn't a lie. But it wasn't the total truth, was it? You missed the main you missed the main train. You got on the caboose, you didn't get on the engine. You jumped on the motorcycle without any gas in it. And maybe even a flat tire. You ain't going nowhere. All right. Let's go to Romans. Let's go to James 1. I know this is crazy, right? junior don't do this. Never. Don't say never because I do it sometimes. James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes are scribed aboard. Greetings. My brothers, count all joy when you fall into various troubles, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience but let patience have its perfect work. For you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. <sighs> oh, JR, I want that perfect life. I want to have everything laid out for me the way it's supposed to be. I want God to bless me financially. I want God to bless me with my health. I want God to give me a brand new car, a nice house, good clothes. I want everything to be perfect. I want everything perfect. I want it that way. Jesus in the garden at Gethsemane, when he bowed his head at the stone, he said, Father, if there's any way that we can do this other than me dying on the cross, either take this cup from me if there's any other way. God's answer to him was, you are the light. You are the way. Jesus turned back and said, that your will be done, not mine. You see, perfect to us comes from the world. Cars, money, prosperity, riches, good looks that we some have, some don't. Because I am so good looking. But reality is this, guys. None of that matters. You can be the brokest, foulest looking thing in the world and be totally rich. You can be totally sold out to God and be totally rich. Some of the homeless people out there that praise God every day that they still have life in their bodies are richer than some of y'all are. People that are sick, hurting, dying of diseases are richer and better off than you are. If you don't know Jesus, you don't know nothing. Why is James talking to these people about trials and tribulations? Why does he say, rejoice in your trials, rejoice in your hurt? Rejoice in the things that go wrong in your life. Because when you lift him up, guess what? He lifts you up. And when he lifts you up, it's a beautiful thing. God is so loving and so wonderful. He cares so much about you. He knows every hair on your head. He knew you before you were even created in your mother's womb. Now, is there twisted stuff about this stuff? Yeah. We get a lot of false information, don't we? We get told a lot of false stuff. What are we supposed to believe? Where do we get what we need from God? From the Word of God. Andy, thank you. They heard you. They probably didn't hear anybody else. But the Word of God... Is the truth the light in the way? Read the word of God. Don't listen to what Johnny Johnson says or Charlie Mullen or J.R. Franklin or Mark Franklin or anybody else. Don't just listen to what they say. I can twist up things and get them all mixed up inside of here. It may be in here may be right, but before it gets out of here out of here, it can get all jumbled up. Trust me, I know me. But if you take the book of God, the Word of God, and you go back and you read what the Word of God says, you will have an understanding of it that I cannot explain to you. If, if you have a relationship with Christ, if you have a relationship with Christ, He will reveal His Word to you. When you read it, you can read the Bible all day long. It's a great book, guys. It's got love stories, war stories, drama. It's got everything in it that we pay good money to go to the movies to watch. Come on. It's got horror shows in it. It's got battles. It's got wars. It's got everything that we do in life is in that book. <laughs> Dead people walking without being dead? Oh, I ain't going to preach that today. <laughs> people walking around dead that ain't that ain't dead? It's in there. The exorcist has nothing on Jesus in the cemetery. Ooh, that story y'all might not know. You know how I know it? Because I read it. I went and read that story. It's a fantastic story about Jesus coming out of the boat onto the land into the cemetery and a man out there naked running around screaming and yelling and hollering and going on acting stupid. They couldn't tie him down. They couldn't lock him up. They couldn't do anything with him. He had so much strength. Jesus walked out of the boat, stumbled a little bit, walked on up a little bit further. And the demon said, Have you come to kill me? Jesus said, Shut up. It's not my time. He didn't want everybody knowing that he was the son of man, the son of God at that point. He told the demon, shut up. The demon said, Are you gonna kill me? If you're gonna kill me, cast me out. Jesus cast him into a herd of pigs. The herd of pigs were smart enough that when the demon got in them, they ran to the cliff, jumped into the ocean, and died. Why do we, as people of God, think that we're not acceptable to that kind of life? God will use you however he wants to use you. He will use you for what he created you for, if you will allow him to. You see, the other part of this story is over here. And Daniel Verse eighteen now at the end of end of the days when the king has said these should be brought into Okay, Daniel one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all know I started one. <laughs> Daniel one. Now at the end of the days, when the king had said they should be brought in, the chief of the Enoch's brought them before Nazareth. And then the king interviewed them among them, and all of none found like Daniel. Then Hannah, I can't say those words. Meshach, Abednego, Shadrach, Meshach Abednego. There you go. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They served before the They stood before the king. And in the manner of wisdom, of understanding about what the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the musicians in the who were in his reign. Why did he find Meshach and them so smart? Because they were children of God. They believed in God. They believed that God's power was real. They believed that he was the king of kings. He was the only God there was. And when that king had his people, I'm going to bow down to you. No. They said, I'm not doing that. Were there consequences for that? The rebellion of it was, throw them in the furnace. Throw them in the fiery pit. And, oh, by the way, heat that pit up more than it's ever been heated up built it hotter than it's ever been built. The guards that picked them up and threw them into the pits, when they got to the edge of the pit and threw them in, (sniffs) fried them right there on the spot. The king is looking at the pit and he looks down in the pit. He knew he threw three people in. But there was four in there. Because they trusted God with everything they had. They would not bow to the society. They would not bow to the COVID virus. They would not bow to the bank statements. They would not bow to their financial situation. They would not bow to their health problems. They would not bow to the king that said, I am your God. They said, no, there's one God, and my God is in heaven. And when they were on spot with where they needed to be, and man tried to crucify them, kill them, God stood in the fire with them. And when they came out of the fire, let me tell you something. How many of y'all go to barbecues? How many of y'all been around smokers? When you get away from that smoker and you walk away, what do you smell like? You smell like fire, don't you? Let me tell you something. Meshach and Vindigo did not even have the smell of smoke on them. They were protected from not only the fire, but the smell of the fire, the heat of the fire. And they came out on God's side glorified and raising, praising God. <laughs> Mindy, your turn is coming next week, okay? <laughs> no, I'm playing with her. She's right. There are bindings. All the stuff that held them captive. Oh, y'all ready for this? All the stuff that helped them captive when they trusted in God and they put their faith in God and they walked with God and they stood beside God and they were right there with God when God was with them and he had his presence on them, their bonds and their ropes were gone. I'll tell you something today. If you're walking in bondage, if you are walking in bondage right now, Oh, but Jerry, I'm not bound. Sure you are. You got bondage around you all the time. But what breaks the bond? The blood of Jesus. You see, I don't know if y'all can see it or not, but there's a pair of shackles right here. Those shackles, I've got a drop of blood going right through the middle of the chain. And it says, broken by the blood. My shackles were broken by the blood of Jesus. When I accepted the word of God, and I said, okay, I was taught different things. I learned different things from different people. I had my own opinion. But when I surrendered to Jesus, and his blood fell on me, that bondage of alcoholism, gone. The addiction to cocaine, gone. The addiction to chasing women all over town, gone the addiction of me being first, gone. All the things that were bringing me down in life, the things that held me bonded to this world, all the things that kept me hooked to that fence, all the things that kept me going on a path of destruction, every one of those things that were bound me down was broken. And God set me free. God set me free. Now I'm not going to get into my testimony my story of my life most of y'all probably know it better than I do some of you know more about it than I do because you tell everybody what I was anyway (laughs) we ain't gonna go there are we (laughs) (laughs) and you (laughs) but I'm gonna tell you something folks when I killed my flesh and I put that flesh to death God gave me a new body. He gave me a new heart. He gave me a new mind. He gave me a new life. And what I do with that new life is up to me. I can either follow God. I can follow his rules. I can read his word. I can pray. I can study the word of God. I can walk in his presence every day of my life, every moment of my life. Or I can go out there and do it on my own. I did such a great job the first half of my life okay god i'm sorry (laughs) let me tell you something folks my story is no different than yours i may have been a drug addict alcoholic biker outlaw i may have done some stuff in my life that i'm ashamed of but i'm gonna tell you something so have you you've been addicted to something You've been abused by something. You've been beat up by something. You've been bound to this world by something. And until you break those chains of those shackles and set yourself free with the blood of Jesus, you ain't going nowhere. I had a conversation. I'm going to pick on David a little bit because I like picking on David. Y'all know how I am. We had a conversation about the fence. That fence, where you're shackled to that fence. And you can go so far, and you sh- can't go no further. Okay, I'll come back over here where it's comfortable. Oh, did I just preach something, Andy? You tackle you yourself to that thing. You'll get away from it. But when you run out of chain, and it starts binding on that arm, and it starts pulling you back, guess where you're going? You're going to go back to your comfort. Being a Christian is not comfortable, folks if you ain't broke that chain. Oh, J.R., I grew up in church. I know all about God. I went to such and such church, and that pastor taught me all this stuff. I know about God so much, I could probably quote you scriptures. I can do all kinds of stuff. I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. Depart from me, for I know you not. Do you hear me? Depart from me, for I know you not, because you don't have the one thing you say, well, I've been totally obedient to the Word of God. No, you haven't. <laughs> you haven't been obedient to the Word of God. What's the first thing the Word of God tells you to do? <laughs> okay, well, that'll get you will get you praise from the pastor, but it ain't going to help you with God. <laughs> well, if you're not saved, it won't help you. If you're not saved, it won't help you one bit. You can write me a million-dollar check. If you ain't saved, you're still going to hell. I'm going to bank, you're going to hell. <laughs> right? Because you ain't done nothing. You made a church, some money. all right, good. But you're still going to hell. Because if you, if you ain't saved, you ain't going to hell. Right? If you ain't saved, you're going to hell. If you ain't saved, you're going to hell. You can do everything else, but if you ain't saved, you're going to hell. I'm probably scaring the devil out of some people right now, but that's my job. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something else. One more thing, and I'm going to close here in a minute. God don't play. God don't play. If you think God plays, go talk to somebody inside of Gomorrah. Oh, wait a minute, you can't. You can't. it's probably there but you can't talk to it (laughs) I don't know if I'd want to find it I don't know if I'd want any of that salt on me but guys do you understand what I'm saying to you do you get where I'm going here without a relationship with Christ nothing else matters ain't that what it says in Malachi, we was talking about Malachi. God does say to challenge him on one thing, and that's give to God what's His. What is the greatest thing that belongs to God that you can give Him? Yourself, because you're His. He created you. Give to Him yourself, and then give to Him what you owe. What you owe Him. Well, how do you know not owe Him anything, Jared? Because if you got a dollar. Ten cents of it's God's. I didn't write that rule. But that's all he asked. He don't say give him 90 and you keep 10. But I will tell you this. If you give the 10 and you keep 90, your 90 will become 900. Oh. You don't believe it? Malachi says, Malachi wrote in his word. God said to Malachi, test me. I know some folks in this room, right here in this room, right now, that I gave them that same challenge. Test me. They did it. I don't think they've quit giving yet. Because their life got straight, didn't it? it? It's the truth, folks. You give your life to Jesus this morning. If you've never accepted Christ ever in your life, Oh, but, JR, when I was a little kid, about six years old, my mom and daddy took me up to the altar, and we prayed, and I accepted Jesus because they told me I did. Let me tell you something, folks. My relationship with Jesus Christ didn't come from my grandfather. My relationship with Jesus didn't come from my daddy. It didn't come from my mama. It didn't come from Pastor Rick. It didn't come from anybody else. My salvation came from God when I accepted Jesus, when I accepted Jesus. Oh, we could get into some false prophet teachings. We get into false doctrine teachings. We get into a whole lot of stuff. Let me tell you something. The fact of the matter is God's word is the truth, the light, and the way. Oh, but Jesus said that, right? But he's God. Am I right? He is God. So if he said it, God said it. And when Jesus said, you deny me before man, I will deny you before my father. God said it. How do I get to find Jesus? How do I know Jesus is calling me? How do I know that it's right? Mandy said, seek and you will find. But I'm going to tell you something else. Ask God to come into your life. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you what you need to do. You hear me? The Holy Spirit will reveal to you you need Christ. If you're in this room today or in the sound of my voice and you're getting a little bit aggravated because... That crazy man keeps telling me i got to accept Jesus, and I ain't got to do nothing I don't want to do. I'm going to tell you something, the devil's lying to you. The devil's on your shoulder, and he's sitting there saying, don't listen to what he's saying. You don't want to give up all that fun. You don't want to give up all that high. You don't want to give up all that candy in your eyes. You don't want to give up all that stuff. But you got two choices in this thing: you give it up and go to hell, if you don't. You hear me? Because I can't go to heaven as a cocaine addict. I can't go to heaven as a drunk. I can't go to heaven as a non-believer. I can't go to heaven denying Christ. I have to do what God told me to do. How do I know what God told me to do? I went to a church over here, and the preacher told me that I had to give my life to Jesus. I didn't like that. Because see, I'm I'm strong. I'm vital. I don't want nobody telling me what to do. I ain't gonna listen to no higher authority than me. Because I am the highest authority. I got everything going for me that I need. And you're right. You got everything you need going for you. Everything you need to go straight to hell. Pick up your feet, us. It don't hurt much. You got everything you need to go straight to hell. But do you have Jesus in you? Have you said, Lord... I need you. I want to give my life to you. And I want to walk in your presence every day. I want to trust you with my finances. I want to trust you with my house. I want to trust you with my family. I want to trust you with my job. I want to trust you with everything there is. I don't trust people, but I want to trust you. If you truly want to trust Jesus today, do something you've never done before. Step out in faith. Step out in the faith that what we're telling you is truth. If you step out in that faith and you do it with an open heart, and you ask Jesus in your life, he's going to come in. He's going to change you. And you say, well, you know, you don't know what I've been through, J.R. You don't know what I've done. I don't care. Cause I guarantee you, there's some people in this room that could probably write a book that would scare you to death. They start writing down everything they did in their lives, how they lived. You'd be sitting there going, phew, I wasn't that bad. And there's some folks in here that grew up with a silver spoon. They they didn't even know what marijuana was. They didn't know what cocaine was. They'd never had a drink in their life. they never smoked a cigarette. They'd never done anything really bad. But they were just, they were going straight to hell just like you were until they accepted Christ. Because, see, God is not a respecter of persons. He don't care what you did in your past. What he wants is for you to have a relationship with him starting right now. This minute, you just say, Jesus, I want you. I want to be different. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. Oh, I'm not going to tell you you're going to know everything about God. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, you probably don't know nothing about him. But there's a way to find out. That's through prayer, through reading of the word, through Bible studies, church services. One of my favorite things people tell me is, this is my favorite thing that people tell me. I can have a relationship with God. I don't need no preachers. I don't need no teachers. I don't even need to go to church because I can do this on my own. Let me ask you something. How's it been working for you? Where are you at with it? How far have you gotten with it? You see, you need Christian people around you. One of the greatest gifts God gives us Is the fellowship of others. You know why he gives us that? Because, like Charlie used to say, I got this. Let me tell you something, you ain't got nothing. We all have it. Yeah. Shocked him that he made 24 hours. You want to know something else? It shocked me he made it that far without somebody. But you know what? Charlie was not alone listen to me Charlie was not alone his wife might not have been there his friends might not have been there his dogs were there and God was there to make sure he stayed right if you're following Jesus Christ and you're doing what God tells you to I'm going to tell you something it's hard to break the law I'm writing down 78 yesterday morning by myself none of y'all even knew where I was I'm on my VTX now, I'm cranking that throttle back, and I'm running that booger down the highway and I look up the speed limit says seventy-five. I'm cranking. I'm getting it. My hair's blowing in the wind. I look down my speed limit, I've done fifty five miles an hour. <laughs> I thought I was breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, I've seen you and Charlie both drive. Don't even try to tell me y'all were doing fifty five. They wrote a song way before y'all were born Kids said, I can't drive 55. <laughs> God is with us always, right? Amen. Even in our bed, he was there with us. Some of us have stories about if God hadn't been there, we wouldn't be here today. But did we have a relationship with him? We didn't then, but we do now. If you're in this room today and you don't have that relationship with God, don't leave here without it. I'm not gonna tell you, oh, if you don't accept Jesus today and you go home die, you're gonna be going to hell. I'm not gonna tell you that because you get in the car, you'll drive home, you'll get there okay, and nothing will happen, and you'll be going, (laughs) let me tell you something. What if I'm right? What if something does happen, and you haven't accepted Jesus? Y'all ready for this? If you don't accept Jesus and something does happen, you're going to hell. Period. End of story, right? Y'all say, as enough said, Jr. said he was going to close 10 minutes ago. Uh, what is this, fourth one? I got 10 I got 10 minutes. Oh, y'all are in trouble. I got 10 more minutes of recording time. (laughs) No, I ain't going to keep you that long. God may, but I'm not going to keep you that long. I'm going to ask you to do something this morning. I'm going to ask you to look deep inside of yourself. Do you have a relationship with Jesus this morning? Have you accepted that he is your Lord and Savior? And have you committed your life to serving him for the rest of your life? And then if you did say those words, here's the big one. Are you actually doing it? Are you actually living for what he said to do? Are you doing what he called you to do? Well, Jerry, I don't know if God called me to do anything. Let me tell you something. He called all of us to do something. He told us all to go into the world and teach the good news. Share our testimonies. That's what we're supposed to do. Are you doing it? Are you being the person that God called you to be? Have you given your life to God? If not, right now it's the time to do it. Right now, should bow your heads, and close your eyes. Probably give me a little bit of soft music in the background. I want something to kind of lull them into a false to a false security here for a minute. They think it's over. They think if that music's playing, we fix and to go home. That's a falsehood, guys. It ain't going to happen because we're going to do something else. I want you to look deep inside of yourselves, really deep. Do I believe Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior? Do I believe that God sent his son to pay the debt that I owe? And have I raised my hand and said, I want that in my life? And you went through the motions of it? You got the brain working, and in your head, you accepted Christ. But then nothing happened. You hadn't changed one bit. You hadn't got a better outlook on life. You don't have any peace in your life. You don't have any joy in your life. Because you put the feeling of God in the wrong place. You put it in your head, not in your heart. If you're in here today, and you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You don't want to go to hell. Believe anything you want to believe. But believe this before anything else. God is real. Jesus Christ died on the cross where you don't have to go to hell. It's simple. Right? When I give you the word here in a minute, if you feel like you need to find Jesus this morning, you stand up. You walk up here to this pulpit with me. I'm going to pray with you. And you're going to receive the greatest blessing that you could ever receive in your life. And you're going to get that warm, fuzzy feeling all inside of you. And you're going to get the hair standing up on your arms. And you're going to feel God's presence in this room right now. You're going to feel God pulling on you saying, I need that today, Jr. right now. If you don't get that feeling today, come back tonight at 7 o'clock. And come back Tuesday night at 7.30. Come back Wednesday night at 7.30. Come back Thursday night at 7.30. Come back Friday night at 7.30. Be here at 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturday morning. Be here when those doors open. Until you walk out those doors knowing that you are saved and washed in the blood of Jesus. Keep coming till it takes effect. Don't give up on God because he's never given up on you. And he's going to keep pulling on you. He's going to keep tugging that heart string. And I can testify to this. He's going to make your life a living hell. Because you're already starting your walk with him. And he's not finished yet. It's time. Right now. If you're in this room and you need Jesus, I want you to get up. Stand up. Get up. Walk up here and let's get it over with. Oh, I ain't ready yet. Okay. God's ready. He was ready yesterday, the day before. All he's asking you to do is make a commitment. He'll do the work. He'll change what needs to be changed. Right, Charlie? He will change what needs to be changed in you. He'll break the addictions you have. He'll break the loneliness you have. He'll break the unhappiness in your life. But you've got to take one step toward him. It's time to do it right now. Every eye in this building is closed. There ain't nobody looking around. Ain't nobody seeing nothing. Ain't nobody feeling anything but what you're feeling. So you make that decision. right now if you have that in your heart step forward you've been saved for a long time you've known God for a long time but you know you ain't been doing right come on up here and let's talk about it you got sickness in your life you're hurting you got pain You want relief? Come on up here. Let's get it taken care of. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Charlie. Come on. I know. Come on. Come on up here with me, Anna. We talked a lot last night, didn't we? We talked about you're teaching in the church that you went to. We talked about all the things you were told. And I told you something very important last night, didn't I? Trust God. Trust Jesus, okay? Why not you say this prayer with me, okay? I'm going to say what I told you last night. What you do is you pray for forgiveness. You admit you're a sinner, and you ask Christ in your life. Can you do that right now in your heart? Not because David pushed you. Not because Charlie came and got you out of the aisle. Not because Jr. so good looking, you can't help it. It's because God has touched you. I'm beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. Annie, go ahead. It's on you. Just ask. It. If you really want to ask God in your life, let's do it. Okay? Ask Him in. Just so go ahead. Just say it in your own words, baby. Okay? Just say it. Just say what you're feeling. Okay, let's try it this way. Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father I come to you broken. broken. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Me. Bring, me Bring me to a new life. Let me serve you for the rest of my life. I commit this to you. I this to you. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. You know what? I believe you're saved. I believe you just got saved, young lady. Go over and see Barbara and get a Kleenex. Guys. Go over there. If I still got sound, do you know how many times I wanted to just walk out of here, just give up, just say I'm not effective anymore, I don't have what it takes, I'm not capable of this. Let me tell you something. That little lady right there yesterday told me it wasn't about you, boo boo. It's about God. It ain't my ability. It's what he has for us. Y'all keep looking at things, okay? You keep working at things the way you need to. If you're already saved in this place and you know you got a ticket to heaven, become the best ticket you can be. Be the best person you can be. Study the word of God. Learn what God has for you. Receive every gift he has to give you. Oh, J.R., I'm in all them gifts now. Don't we talking about them gifts? There was a young man yesterday up there at the church. Massive sinus problem. His head was compacted so bad he was miserable. He came up and he said, J.R., I'm just hurting so bad. I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, you believe in Jesus? He said, yeah. I said, you believe Jesus can do anything? He said, yeah. I put my hands on him and we prayed over him. Ten minutes later, he was out in the parking lot with a box full of cleaners going, Akeelah, Achilla, sneezed all that stuff out. Amen. Fifteen minutes later, he felt great. That being said, we've got a couple in our church that have been really going through physical and uh health issues that it would be fantastic if maybe the elders of the church It's around that pray over them. Frankly. <coughs> <laughs> What? Right. Oh I got news for you There's two families in here Three really Browns Franklin's And mom Why don't y'all just come on up here Just come on up here co- I know Rusty it's hard for you to do it But get up and do it anyway Huh Mom's on Michael Bringer Michael Bringer Beanie Bringer Y'all come on You see, there's something i got to tell you all about this thing about God. What that book says in the beginning and what it says at the end and everything in the middle of it is all truth. Every bit of it is truth. And God said, if you're sick or you're lame, come for the elders to gather around and pray. Charlie, get up here. Buddy. Dave. We're going to surround y'all. Barbara, do you come in on that side? Mandy, come on in here. You're, you're a protege. Come on. We're going to make this a church-wide thing here in a minute. All y'all sitting there thinking you ain't got no part of this, get up here. Get up here. Because some of this stuff may fall off on you. God's word don't go out void. It. it comes back to everybody. You might accidentally get some blessing on your shoes. Or you might accidentally get some conviction in your heart. Oh, yeah. You might feel something you ain't never felt before. 50 buck, That I don't want that 50 bucks. You can have it. All right, I'm going to lead this prayer. And I want you all as a group to say it with me. Y'all ready? Dear Heavenly Father, the, the hands that are placed, the hands are placed upon these people comes from the promises of your word. You said that when two or more gather in your name and ask for anything, that you will be in the middle of it. You'll be in the middle of it. We ask you right now to heal each one of these persons from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet and everything around them, everyone around this room, has a place in God's life and we ask you to edify them and make them strong in the name of Jesus Christ we all come to agreements in this prayer amen thank you for joining us today if you have prayer requests or need to contact us please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620 Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas, 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.